Oh my, oh my, here we go again. Have you ever wondered why there is so many in this day and age, so many representation of the LGBTQ on TV and in movies? Well, actually, I'm here to talk to you about that. So here's the thing. I found this article on uh, Steven Crowder's website. It's called Loud with Crowder. Steven Blake Crowder is a conservative comedian, American political commentator, and YouTuber. Now, he is a rough around the edges type dude. Uh, I don't know if he's a Christian or not. I can't speak to that, but I know he's uh, out there, out there. He's one of them guys. He, he has a lot of good things to say. But anyway... I found an article on his website and it's written by Courtney Kirchhoff. I might be saying it wrong, but that's the name, Courtney K. She says, today, it seems Hollywood's primary mission, especially television, is to shove gayness wherever it may fit. It's getting tired. Namely, because it's being pushed by a tiny minority of militant gay activists in the gay community. I want to make this crystal clear. I'm not suggesting all gays are pushing for all gay characters in all TV shows or movies. I contend, like with most issues in our political climate, the gay agenda in TV is being shoved by a fraction of a percentage of the gay population. She went on to say down the road in her article, Am I saying gays should have no representation in televisions or movies? Of course not. But Hollywood knows it can shape pop culture and perception, which is exactly what it is doing by portraying a disproportionate amount of characters as LGBTQIAIP. Contrary to what you push on TV, homosexuals make up 3.4% of the population, but make up 14% of films released in 2014. I can tell you in uh, the year 2020, this number is actually up to, if not over 20%. Yet, they still complain about being underrepresented. I found an article on LifeSite, LifeSiteNews.com, and this article is titled, Data shows homosexuals hugely overrepresented on the big screen, but Glad says it's still not enough. The struggle must extend from the ballot box, the legislative chamber, and the courtroom directly to the hearts and minds of those who still harbor anti-LGBT prejudice, says the group's CEO. The struggle must extend from the ballot box, the legislative chamber, and the courtroom directly to the hearts and minds of those who still harbor anti-LGBT prejudice, says the group's CEO. Now, GLAD, G-L-A-A-D, on their website, they say this, GLAD rewrites the script for LGBT acceptance. As a dynamic media force, GLAD tackles tough issues to shape the narrative and provoke dialogue that leads to cultural change. GLAD protects all that has been accomplished and creates a world where everyone can live the life they love. That's their mission. That's what they do. That's their function. They rewrite the script for LGBT acceptance. Now, for some of you, you might be like, okay, John, so where are you going with this? Here we go. The reality is this. I am not, I have absolutely no problem with there being some movies that include LGBT stories. 
I don't agree with it. I think it's wrong. I think this the, the lifestyle is wrong because I believe in the Bible. I'm a man of God. I'm a Christian. I'm orthodoxy. And so I know it's wrong because the Bible says it's wrong. However, it is a lifestyle that has been accepted hugely by the culture, mainly because of these kind of people. And we just have to live with it. And we still have to find ways to love people and do life with people that are trapped up in this lifestyle. It's the same way with people who are sleeping uh, with others without being married, who are cohabitating. It's the same way with people who are addicts. It's the same way with people who are doing different things that is not necessarily holy or godly or biblical even. We still have to find ways to do life with them and love them. So they're part of our life and therefore they are part of our stories. And therefore, if somebody will write a story, will write a script, the script might include that story, that part of the story, because it's reality. However, these people are not looking for reality as we know it. Hence, postmodernism. They are actually looking to change reality. They are looking to impose this on you until you accept it. They want for you to accept it. Not just say, okay, yeah, we'll live with... Everything I just said is unacceptable. Everything I just said to them is anti-LGBT. Up until the day I say, yes, LGBT is fine. LGBT is okay. It is okay even in God's eyes. God is fine. You can do what you do and still be a Christian. Until the day I said that, which is never going to happen. But if it's never going to happen, then I'm never going to stop being anti-gay according to them. If I don't agree with them, I'm anti, I'm against them. We cannot have opposing views on this matter. We have to agree that it's okay. But we'll never agree. Some of us, me, it's never going to happen. And I'm never going to keep quiet about it because another view has to be heard. This is why we enjoy the freedoms we have. One, which is the freedom of speech, is so that you can say what you think, what you believe, and I can say what I believe, and we can even debate about it, and then maybe even agree to disagree, because we have to coexist and do life together, and even love one another, and break bread even, but we have to agree to disagree. However, obviously, that's not the world these people are looking for. Remember this. God protects all that has been accomplished and creates a world where everyone can live the life they love. That's unrealistic. You cannot create a life where everyone uh, lives the life they love. You can, it's impossible because this world is broken. There's always going to be poor people. There's gonna always going to be rich people. There's always going to be wicked people. And there's always going to be good people. There's always going to be differences. It's a broken world. The only time that this will actually be realized where everyone can live the life they love, it's in eternity with Jesus. That's the only place that's going to be found. This is not going to be found on this world. What's going to happen is you're going to keep pushing and pushing and imposing things because the moment you impose this and and okay let, let's go for for their percentages the moment it gets to 50 percent they're gonna say well 50 percent is still not enough we want 100 percent the moment they get to 100 percent they're gonna be like well what else can we do we need to do something else that's exactly what they've been doing they've already twisted the arms of the the, the major tv networks which are now by now obviously overrun by these ideologies and 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 they just do it just because this is who they are but now they are moving into hollywood to try to 
completely change Hollywood and they're, they're successful thus far because they are intimidating. Here's another thing. Here's another reality that, that, that people forget. You cannot write all stories and include LGBT in all the stories. That's not realistic either. Okay. Especially if you're saying, check this out, check this out, check this out. LifeSite News says this. They said to reduce its 2015 Studio Responsibility Index, homosexual advocacy group GLAD analyzes the film releases of seven major film studios and their affiliation and found that of 161 movies released in 2014, 25 features characters with non-traditional sexual preferences such as homosexuality or bisexuality, a total of 15%. The major film studios were more likely to feature a gay character. Nearly 18% of their films did so, compared to just 11% of those released by their smaller indie-style affiliates. Considering a recent Gallup poll found that only 3.4% of the U.S. population identifies as homosexual, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender, the number of films featuring homosexual characters would seem to be inordinately large. Yeah, very, very large. Because if you have 3% of the population and you have 15% of the movies doing some kind of representation of LGBT, something sounds fishy. Something is a theme here. There's a theme. Now, remember, GLAD actually is committed to rewriting script. Not only that, their CEO has said, as I already read, the struggle must extend from the ballot box, legislative chamber, and the courtroom directly to the hearts and minds of those who still harbor anti-LGBT prejudice. So this is the agenda. Now, if there's an agenda, this is it. If you don't see some kind of agenda just by watching TV and commercials and, and, and everything and movies, if you don't see some kind of agenda, then I don't know what to tell you. Now, people that are sympathetic to LGBT in the sense that they don't see anything wrong with somebody being gay. Hey, let them love whoever they want to love. People that don't see that as a problem, even they, to be honest with you, if you're honest, you would, you, you, you would have to see that there's some kind of agenda happening, right? The agenda is this, to shape the narrative and provoke dialogue that leads to cultural change to create a world where everyone can live the life they love they want to change the culture to create this world this heaven impossible not gonna happen you know what's gonna happen they're gonna keep wanting more and more and more and more and more why because at the end of the day like i said only with jesus will we ever see the world that you just described there only in heaven only in the new heaven and the new earth is where everyone will live the life they love not on this side of eternity and we have to confront this head on brother sister i love you i care about you i really do and i'm saying all this because i care and because i care i'm willing to risk you probably not ever coming back to watch any of my content or you demonizing me and asking YouTube to, to take down my, my, my channel. I'm risking all that to tell you that I love you. I care about you. 
That's why I'm speaking up. A life outside of Christ, a life without God is empty. And this is an empty hole that you can never, ever fill with anything. I don't care. You could change all the TV shows and all the movies and all the billboards and everything to reflect LGBT. It's never going to be enough. Glad, the people at Glad, trust me. I don't care what you do. It's never going to be enough. You may succeed changing the culture you have so far. And that's why actually they say that they protect all that has been accomplished. They have accomplished a lot. This is a struggle for them. I was researching this for my school paper that is has been going on since the uh, uh, late mid 60s. They have fought. They have done all kinds of things to get their way. And now in our generation, we're seeing them actually having their way after fighting for many, many years. However, it's never going to be enough. It's not. I can promise you at the end, you get there and you realize it was all for nothing because without Christ, it's all for nothing. Jesus said, without him, you can do nothing. Everything is futile. Everything is pointless. Everything is vanity. So let the record show, let the record show that I don't mind some stories, including LGBT, but every story that includes LGBT doesn't have to end with uh, uh, some kind of happy ending or an ending where somebody's open-minded or somebody's accepting of, 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 uh, of the, the, the gay person or whatever. No, 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 no. Sometimes reality tells us that sometimes you will be rejected. Sometimes you will be looked down on. You will be discriminated against. It's not right, but it's real. Now, for us who are Christians, obviously, we don't believe in this thing. And the story rightly told, authentically told, says, yes, the people that are Christians do not accept us in the sense that they do not accept our lifestyle. This is why. This is what they say. This is what their scholars and their professors and their teachers and their pastors and their preachers. This is what they say. This is the reason why they don't accept us. That has to be told. That's a story worth telling. You can't just tell one stories to end how you want them to end. You know, that's some of the things that they were doing back in the day. They were protesting some of the movies and stories that were not ending in how they wanted it to end. Oh, well, it was showing homosexuals to be feminine and, and, and weak. Well, some homosexuals are weak and feminine. It is truth. So, yeah, we can tell stories. We, you, you guys can help write the script. But when you write the script, be realistic. Don't just set out to write the script that is meant to, to brainwash people. That is meant to be propaganda. Anything that is not realistic is propaganda. You're just doing stories to further your narrative. There's opposing views and you can just ignore that. We are all family together, whether you like it or not. We don't agree. And we have to sometimes agree to disagree and move on. Again, the struggle must extend from the ballot box, the legislative chamber, and the courtroom directly to the hearts and minds of those who still harbor anti-LGBT prejudice. Again, I say, according to these people, that's me. Simply because I have an opposing view, I'm automatically labeled anti-gay, anti-LGBT, homophobe, transphobe, and all the above. 
etc., 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 which I am not. I love all people. Everybody I meet, I treat them equally. If you treat me with respect, I'll give you respect back. It doesn't matter if you dress like a woman and you're a man, clearly. Of course, I'm going to be a little bit, appear a little bit uncomfortable at the beginning, but eventually I catch on. How do you get to the hearts and minds of those who still harbor anti-LGBT prejudice? Is by rewriting scripts, like they say, making sure sitting in studios and 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 in these offices, TV stations, making sure these writers that are writing scripts for us to watch on TV are doing what they want. They don't play games. And so far, they have been successful. And part of their success is thanks to the body of Christ. It's thanks to those who are hiding. It's thanks to those who who doesn't want to speak up. It's thanks to those who are afraid of being looked down on. It's thanks to those who want to be left alone. It's thanks to those who want to protect their worldly possession. Therefore, they don't want to say anything that can implicate them. It's all on all of us. Trust me, it's on the whole church. I'm only 34 years old. These people have been working way way even probably before my parents were born the church went to sleep at some point the church took their eyes off of what's important and focused on what's what was less important anyway my name is john lushemeza i just wanted to put this out there just to just to let somebody know that hey it's time <laughs> it's time when this year started we said it's time to wake up. It's time for the body of Christ to wake up. Stop playing games. All these things you see today, pandemic, government shutdown, everything. Well, guess what? It's a wake up call for the body of Christ. This year, surely this year is unique from any other year. This year is different. If we come out on the other side, doing the same things we were doing on the other side, guess what? Shame on us. Shame on me shame on you if we don't get up and go to work if we don't get up and really get busy shame on us that's all i have to say have a good day